Hello, and welcome to Inspiring Questco, a series of conversations with members of our Questco team. We'll hear their stories and celebrate their successes as we share a little bit about what makes them and our Questco organization so special. I'm Jason Randall, Questco CEO, and I'm so happy to be joined today by a valued member of our leadership team, Angela Castile. Angela serves as Questco's Director of Profitability and Analytics. Angela, welcome to the conversation. Hi, Jason. Glad to be here. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Now, that title's a mouthful. So tell us a little bit about what that actually means day to day. What are your responsibilities with us? Yes, it is a pretty um, unique title. But my day to day, basically, I work with the sales team. Um, a lot of it is through our pricing. Um, I do all the pricing for the BDMs or quoting. Um, I have a team under me that helps um, get their paperwork together and we get the deals pushed through and I do the approvals and my team as well works with the commission side of things for the BDMs and for our channel partners. But I also work, um, another side of it is I work with our current clients, obviously. Um, so I do both ends, right? I get to work with the sales team and then I get to work with our current clients in regards to any pricing changes or rate changes, or they just want to discuss their current pricing with me. So I get to work with a lot of different departments at Questco. So I can pretty much say I touch almost every department in the company, which is really unique. And I love it. It sure is. And, you know, as, as I interpret that, you know, one of the way, other ways to articulate that might be that you're the one that actually turns what the services that Questco provides into a business by uh, writing herd and making decisions around how accounts are priced. Um, and then, you know, once implemented, um, talking about that pricing as the relationship evolves over time. But I think there's probably a misnomer there that you are, uh, because you are responsible for pricing and the analytics around it, that you have the magic wand that sets all pricing. So I was hoping you could sort of walk us through um, what you can control and uh, really what what is sort of a, a, an input to you that you then work with. Okay, perfect. Um, things I can control, I guess, mainly centers around you know what we charge our clients to the administration of um, their their business. Um, some of the things that feed in that obviously is when putting a quote together. There's a few factors, right? Uh, as our payroll people know, we have um, our taxes that are, you know, pretty much those are controlled by our federal government and some of our state taxes, and then we have um, some of our clients that um, deal with our work comp. Um, in Texas or with any of our clients, as most of our employees know, they have to carry work comp or have proof of coverage for us to bring them on as a client. Um, those are not things that I can control. Obviously, obviously it's going to be dependent on, you know, the client's, um, I guess, status and the losses that they've had and, and what our master policy rates are. So we guess get the rate, the cost rates from there. And we can do a little bit of magic with those and and have a little bit of profit in that as well. But mainly our um, main profitability comes from our admin. Um, benefits are typically not my big wheelhouse, but I work with the benefits team. And that's usually pretty much, a, you know, a given, right? Benefits are probably the biggest cost that our clients have. So um, again, my team works pretty closely with the benefits team and it all comes together to have a pricing quote sent out to the prospects that we work with. And even that explanation makes it sound a little easy, easy, right, Angela? I mean, really what you're doing is balancing a number of factors that really optimize the results. You know, we are um, on the new business side, always in incredible competition for business. And we're very sensitive to that, that reality that we have to deliver value up front and throughout. And I think you're really the, the, uh, the leader in charge of ensuring that that happens with the actual final price that's delivered. 
Very true. Very true. Right. And right. And we, and of course, you know, when we have our BDMs that go out there and our channel partners, we definitely want to be competitive. We want to make sure we're putting the, the best price forward because we do have a lot of competition out there. And there's a lot of people in the, in, in the room when this pricing is getting delivered to our prospects. Sure. So um, we wanted to clear up some of those misconceptions up front, but I'm curious, what else would you like folks to know about your about your role and um, and your department's role, really, in our, in our success? You know, I always say that I've you know I've been working for a long time. I'm only 21, though, right? Um, and I've always worked on the sales side of the house and the analytics. Um, you know, working with salespeople or you know or BDMs, I guess, is a very unique role, right? Um, I've done it for 20 something years, so. In my team, Christine, I don't know if a lot of people know this, she came from a company that I was at previously. We worked for the same department. So, and we, at one point, we supported 80 something reps. So, it's unique now that I get to have all these relationships with BDMs because everyone has a different personality. I'm not made to be in sales. And that's just not my, um, I guess, my cup of tea. But I love the personalities that the sales team have and how driven they can be and what they can teach you as well, as far as like talking to people and making relationships. Um, my role is unique. Like I said, I I touch every department. I speak to every department. So I know a lot of people at Questco and I love to say hi to their faces. So I'm glad in my role, I do have that opportunity to work with so many people and meet everyone in the company. Yeah. And I think, um, one of the things, one of the reasons why people really enjoy working with you personally and your department more generally is that you help us find ways to win, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you're very focused on our shared success as an organization, uh, by bringing new clients in at, uh, you know, at pricing that ultimately provides exceptional value to them. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to know about dramatic moments, interesting stories that have come along in, in your time doing this. Uh, at Cresco, uh, you know, I always say usually when uh, you're doing pricing deals is, you know, we want everything to go very smoothly, right? We want everything to um, happen the right way. But sometimes that doesn't always come back. You know, this isn't a good example or maybe a story that's, you know, those tough conversations you have. But as long as you have a good relationship with the BDM and the prospect and we've set the expectations, it really can turn into a decent conversation. But one of our bigger clients that we just brought on, um, unfortunately, whenever we went to get their comp, um, the rate changed. There was a different code they had to use. And previous PEO wasn't using the correct code. And it really increased their annual spend with us quite a bit. So those are hard conversations to have, right? Um, so I worked with a BDM, we worked with the rest department, and we you know, called the client. And um, actually, it was a really good conversation. They were thankful that we were doing the right thing and making sure that we were bringing on the right code. So they didn't, you know, they didn't have an accident and something wasn't covered correctly. So I always put myself in those situations where sometimes where I think things aren't going to go so well, I do appreciate the fact that we, like you said, we're caregivers and we try to give the right information to the clients to know that, Hey, we really do care about you. And we're trying to make sure you're in the right position and you don't run into trouble down the road if something happens. I think as that manifests internally, you're also um, very willing to share um, a lot of detail, both with the prospect and with our internal um, team members, our sales team specifically, in contrast to a lot of other organizations like ours that sort of treat pricing as a black box. Mm-hmm. We've opted for much more transparency around that so we can explain things. And I think that a lot of that goes back to your own philosophy around trusting the sales team and trusting our leadership as well. And then you work with all sides to make sure we get the best outcomes. 
Yeah, very true. Yeah, exactly. Again, it's a it's a pricing is not a it's not a black and white button, like you said. Um, there's different factors, there are different clients, there are different prospects that have different needs, right? So everything is pretty custom to what each deal that comes through, it's individually looked at and really thought through and not just pushed out, you know, hit a button and it's given to them. So it's a really unique organization that I work for with Pesco. And I do like the fact that we do touch every single deal and we kind of know what that prospect needs. So when they come on board, we have a lot of information ahead of time and they're not just, you know, run of the mill, like we're going to get you loaded, excuse me, onboarded. And that's it, right? So we have a relationship that we've built already. Now, your department is very, very busy and it's, it's always, you know, it's always been so. And it's it just, um, you know, we, we keep putting gas on that fire, right? And bringing more opportunities to the fore. And I'm curious, are there seasonal differences or time, time of either the week or a period of the month that's uh, busier for you and your team? Uh, right. Yeah. It, it does always seem busy. I, I think it, it's funny. Um, Christine on my team, we were talking the other day that seems like Fridays are the new Mondays, right? Um, Fridays are usually typically pretty busy for us. Um, I, I don't know. Everybody wants to close out their week strong. So I'm assuming, you know, like everything is getting kind of pushed through to say, Hey, we're going to start next week, you know, on a new foot. Um, and of course, selling season is super extremely busy for us. Um, and not even just on my role as a, for the sales team, you know, I've got other things that come through too, right? We get new tax rates, we get new things coming in for the new year. So I would say Fridays and selling season is probably our really busy, busy time. Sure. And selling season recur, uh, refers, of course, to the very busy, seasonally busy uh, fall selling season Correct. that uh, affects us here at Quesco. Um, well, Angela, you mentioned a pretty long um, and storied career, and I'm, I'm curious what you were doing before you joined us. <laughs> Uh, so interesting enough, I worked for the copier industry or, you know, office supply industry for a long time, 16 years with the same company. Um, I started out as a receptionist in, in Beaumont, Texas, small town. Um, and I transferred to Houston probably about a couple of years later. Um, and was there for a long time and, you know, we were bought out. So unfortunately, um, I was one of the roles that were eliminated, but that's really hard, right? 16 years. And what do you do next, right? Um, what's your next step? Um, I had a couple of jobs in between and, and they, they were fine. I mean, they were decent jobs, but I just hadn't found my home yet. Does that make sense? Well, it sure um, does. And it sounds like, you know, within copy, within that previous space, um, as you've described, I've heard you describe it, that, that industry was kind of shrinking, right? Yes. Yes. And it's got to be a big contrast to our industry, which is expanding and, and having more opportunity each year as opposed to less. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately I, you know, was in the gallery working for about five years and the drive was brutal. And I finally decided that I wanted to be closer to home. And, um, actually the funny thing about this, the, my role that I found was Emily Duncan found me. <laughs> That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that Quesco took a chance on me. That's June will be five years that I've been here. It has changed quite dramatically. We've grown quite a bit. Uh, when I started here, we had five BDMs. So I've loved, loved watching um, all the changes that have come about, all the people that we've hired, the new faces that we see every day. Um, I have nothing but great. It's it's just been great. I mean, like I said, you know, we built that plane. It's still building that plane. It's I was glad to be here on the very first rung as well. Well, let's talk about that plane and, and how that uh, how that aircraft has changed in the time you've been with us. Um, you know, what, what have your observations been? Because you've really been a part, had a front row seat at really driving a lot of the change throughout the organization for several years. 
Right, exactly. Um, when I came on board, um, I guess, like I said, five years ago, very small operations. I was used to, you know, working for a little bit bigger companies. Um, but as you said, Jason, yes. I mean, we've really implemented Salesforce in that, you know, the first couple of years. And then we have client space that was implemented. We've got different systems now that now we have record keeping that we previously didn't have. I remember when I was looking for pricing or something that happened before, we'd have to go and like, let me check my email and see if I have anything from, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, but I've seen the company grow. I've seen, you know, the different just the dynamic and people as well wanting to grow with a company and there have been challenges as anything, right? We have growth, growth of growing pains, I should say, but the company's come a long way and I just see it's just amazingly different. I, I just can't even describe it. It's so different, but it's much better. And like I said, I think we've got a really good team around us. I think we've hired good talent and I'm glad, you know, as to have you here as well, Jason, I mean, you've really helped us push forward as well too. Um, and as well as Wendy and Brandon, like I said, I couldn't ask for a better executive team. And, you know, it's a great place to be. And I hope well, everyone says the same thing. It will, sure. And back at you in that, um, you know, we really value your expertise and judgment and helping us through a lot of issues that don't have a, a very clear cut answer in many occasions. And uh, the fact that you're able to go deep in analysis and really help us get to favorable outcomes that help us. I mean, that's just really uh, special and um, definitely worth of some special acknowledgement uh, on, on this call, certainly. Um, I was also wanted to point out that part of another part of your responsibilities are what um, I, I'd sort of call sales administration responsibilities and, and more specifically getting people paid. And um, as such, I think you're the most popular person at Questco for a lot of our <laughs> channel partners because you know, ultimately these payments flow, flow through your office. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in those conversations over the past several years. How, how, how has the Questco ecosystem, the sales ecosystem sort of evolved inside of the larger transformation? Yeah, so, right, exactly. It's always a really tender subject, right? People's commissions, I've done it for a long time. And when I came on board, I inherited it, um, I guess, about a year into coming on board. Um, it is definitely, we've stepped up our game as far as, you know, it was pretty antiquated the way we did it before, but we were able to change that. And like you said, the ecosystem, it's, you know, we have a lot more partners now. We have a lot of new things, The you know, different comp plans. So it's, it's really changed and evolved. It's a little more complicated than what it used to be, which is fine, but I see the incentives that are being driven from that. So again, I think we have a really great system. I think we have great in the way we pay people and the channel partners. And it's good to see, like I've seen that really grow as far as the channel partner side with partners that we work with currently. Does that make sense? It, it um, sure does. It's also a different kind of partner, of course, yeah. that we're working with now. And, and we, we love our, our legacy partners, of course, we just have yeah. a different kind that's more recent. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's just a different, right. And to see that part of the business, you know, of course I see every deal comes through because then we're setting up, you know, new commissions for the channel partners and for the BDM. So where, as before, when I got here really wasn't that busy setting up. So the commission process has definitely taken on a different role for us. It's definitely a lot busier than it used to be. And again, we get to see all the deals that come through and get to see that side of the business to say, Hey, you know, people are, be are being successful. They're, they're, they have a moment to where now it's grown so much and like we can see that part of it through everything too. Well, I think that's something you've been really adept at is something I wanted to get your advice on mm -hmm. for others that might be listening to this, have a different situation, maybe a different context. And, and here's the deal, Angela, a lot of people that have roles similar to yours kind of 
default into sort of a because I said so behavior. Yeah. In other words, um, they're not able to develop the deep relationships with their their counterparts, their mm-hmm. other other people in the process. And I'm curious how you have managed to have such solid relationships inside the sales organization, the service organization, while still standing your ground mm-hmm. as a person that's responsible for profitability. Um, you know, how do you manage sort of that inherent push pull that comes from the situation? Um. Yeah, good, good question, Ryan. Um, I guess I've learned over the years that, um, you know, the, build a build a relationship first with people. It's it's easy to have a you know know what's going on in people's lives, and but like you said, I have a really big responsibility to make sure we're staying in certain parameters. So I think there's always a way you can say things, or you know, it's it's a saying my mom used to say, right? It's not what you're saying; it's how you're saying it. So I think it's really important that even though you have to have a tough conversation, it doesn't have to be a hard conversation as far as, you know, have a relationship, explain why that, like you said, I explain a lot of things. Here's why this is a situation. Do you understand where I'm coming from? You know, I want your feedback. So I think it's a lot of, you know, two way street, right? Have the conversation, make sure they understand why the situation is what it is. And you'll get so much more feedback from that. I do have children too. Remember, (laughs) (laughs) so I think that's a good thing. It's just building relationships and understanding that, Sometimes both sides just want to be heard and, they, and you can't, it's hard to say that because I said so, because the other person, the other side of it, they don't understand why you said that. So I think it's really important that you always explain kind of where your, where your position is on things and why you're on that, you know, why the position is what it is. Yeah. I think, uh, by building trust and yep. by getting to know the human beings that are behind the requests, both reasonable and not yeah. that come into your office, you're, you're really well equipped to have, um, conversation from a good place. And what I think I really appreciate among the things I really appreciate about you is that you elevate beyond a transaction. In other words, you know, you could take the mentality, here's the file, here's the price, you know, done, right? Let's move on to the next one. As opposed to really trying to understand the motivation and and all the things of the person who's asking so that we can come together. And really, I think what you're ultimately doing is you're living into the culture that we talk about outside the walls of Quesco, inside the walls of Quesco. And that just makes us a really stronger organization because you're taking the time to invest in the relationships and drive to better outcomes. And so I'm very proud of you, very happy uh, for you and grateful for you for that. Very well said. Exactly. And I'm just such a people person. And like I said, I'd like to walk in and ask everybody how their day is and how things are going. And and that's what we always have to remember, right? We never know who's how a person's day is going. And just a kind smile or just a gentle hello or whatever can go so far for so many reasons. Well, there's there's no doubt about it. And as we look to wrap up here, Angela, um, obviously you have a you have a full life outside of work as well. So, um, what energizes you and keeps you going outside of uh, business hours? Um. So, oh, wow, it's funny. Um, our last child graduates high school this year, so it's been pretty wrapped up with getting through that. But, um, gosh, I enjoy a lot of things. I mean, I, I think decorating. I, decorating is one of my favorite things I like to do. I don't I don't only do my house. I do it for friends as well too. Um, and like, I don't watch a lot of TV. That's one of my things, but just like spending time with my family and like my family are really close. I'm really close to my mother. We swim, we do all the fun stuff. So yesterday was mother's day and it was a full day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So again, what energizes me is like definitely my children, my family. And, um, sometimes just taking five and sitting down and real and appreciating all the things around me because I don't slow down very often, but sometimes you have to remind yourself to do that. Well, sure. It was a congratulations on the high school graduation. Yes. 
Uh, congratulations on your service anniversary that's coming up as well. That's uh, you know, both both very exciting exciting things. Yep, I got it. Yep, survived it. So yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm excited. Five years, like it, it's flown by. Like I said, that's when you know you really like what you do. Because like I said, I can't believe it's been five years. It's I cannot believe it. Well, your impact has been impressive, consistent, and considerable. So Angela, thank you so much for the work that you do, the person that you are, and of course, thanks for joining us for this conversation today. Thanks for having me. 